Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. I had no shortage of stuff happening in D.C. today. He's the most connected man. Uh, Jamie Dupree is with us. By the way, wasn't that nice of the State Department to give up Ambassador Stevens' emails today? Yeah, just two days before the hearing. Wasn't but that even nice mo- of them? That was so but, gracious of them. But the even more interesting part is that evidently no committee of Congress has ever asked for them before. But didn't they request anything pertaining to the Benghazi issue prior, during, after? Evidently, uh, Gowdy said this the other day, that no committee had ever asked for those emails before. That is pretty stunning to me. Yeah, seven different committees. And and this is the dispute that you and I got into yesterday, because we had a Clinton hack on Hannity last night saying, I'm not echoing those those other committees, etc. It is breathtaking to me. That a congressional committee, and this I brought this up at the time, and I, I remembered it after we were discussing it yesterday, that they would ignore the comments of the people on the ground that I interviewed that were there that say that there's a stand-down order. And remember we made a big deal at the time over the fact that well, why are we allowing people in Virginia to investigate that which happened in Libya without talking to the people that were there? Remember, the biggest thing here is that the military covers its ears and eyes when it comes to activities by the intelligence community. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility uh, that the, the military knew somebody was there but had absolutely no intent of doing anything about it. That was all on the CIA or whatever agency was involved there. Yeah, well, the, the fact is, I don't believe, and this is what the question I asked this woman last night, I forget her name, Nancy Sodenberg, who, you know, she just kept echoing the talking points. It was very frustrating. Uh, that wait a minute you you are contradicting you're going you're going by an investigation that was done by people that weren't even there and you're ignoring what the people on the ground are saying then i finally asked her do you think they're liars because i don't i do think that they could all be telling the truth and just seeing it in different ways again but they're so adamant i mean james toronto for example just one of the the, the five house guys. armed services committee was so uh demonstrative about it so was the intelligence committee i know I mean, but they were using the same intel that was given to them by people no, that it I wasn't think, intel this well, is this is interviews with with high-ranking military people but not and the more. people on the ground they spent more time again in, those were, are not military people but they but actually in some cases they were military people they were no, navy seals they were cia no, no. operatives they were on uh, yeah, the ground wait 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 what did you call them cia, CIA operatives. operatives that they're not military people okay we remember remember the two military, of the men killed were military guys they were navy seals that not at the time right uh, they were former navy seals that's correct it's, I, okay remember the whole thing here is the ability of plausible deniability u.s intelligence goes into the field and in many cases the military goes no 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 and you're like you're on your own guys and that's what I think a lot of this stems but from. But we all know, this, this is no mystery here, it's referred to in every press report as a CIA annex. So it's yeah, not, not like... Yeah, not a Department of Defense annex. Okay. But the reality is, these guys stepped out, and they all said the same thing, and I believe them, that a specific stand-down order was given Then to them. you have people lying under oath in testimony that's already been given. So somebody's lying. Why well, do I believe the guys again, that were there? it's not that somebody's lying. It's that people are telling different parts of the same story. CIA people, or whatever they were there, are not the same as defense people. Uh, anyway, uh, we got a lot going on today. Now, we've got, we're waiting for two people to announce. Is Joe Biden going to announce? Oh, we have some people say that maybe Biden should make Paul Ryan's decision and Paul Ryan should make Joe Biden's decision. Yeah. Uh, Biden uh, had another chance to give us some uh, hints today. 
He was doing an event with former Vice President Walter Mondale, but nothing really came out of that. And the new polling out certainly does show a bump for Hillary Clinton up after last week's debate, which, again, doesn't really give an opening to the vice president, who, again, sort of, you know, gets 10 to 15 percent, but is not a threat to either Hillary Clinton or conventional wisdom. Joe is only going to get in as a backup in case Hillary collapses. Well, and I tell you, the way the rumor mill went yesterday, starting off with there would be an announcement within 48 hours to likely an announcement to maybe an announcement to maybe still, you know, and then by the end of the day, he's still looking. I that that to me, it's just. To me, it just sends too many signals that they're still not really sure whether he's going to get in, which I just find fascinating sort of on its face. And this whole time, Hillary Clinton is getting stronger right now, not weaker. Uh, it looks like now later on we have Bobby Jindal in, but there's a Saturday. I think it's Saturday, the election in Louisiana, right, for yes. governor because Jindal's term limited out. Yes. And Vitter apparently was the favorite going in. But now they're saying that the election might be a lot closer than anybody expected. So apparently Mitch McConnell threw him a bone and allowed him to bring up his bill to crack down on sanctuary cities. And apparently Republicans don't have the votes to overcome a Democratic filibuster. Yep, this is we had that vote a little while ago. And this is the story that we played out a number of times on all sorts of different issues. The House has been able to approve a bill to shut down money going to so-called sanctuary cities, the the jurisdictions that refuse to enforce federal immigration laws. Uh, the Senate tried to get the same thing through, but they were unable to get to 60 votes in the Senate to even begin debate on the bill on the Senate floor. The vote was 54 to 45. There were two Democrats who broke ranks to join Republicans, one uh, Senator Donnelly of Indiana and Senator Manchin of West Virginia, and one Republican who broke ranks the other way to vote against it, and that was Mark Kirk of Illinois. So basically a party-line vote. And again, it's the same situation that we've been talking about for a long time. The Republicans have something they want to get done. The Democrats are able to block it in the Senate. They don't have 60 votes to overcome that and send it down to the president for him to veto it. And, of course, they don't have the two-thirds necessary to override that veto either. So at this point in time, this sanctuary cities, you know, get tough on those cities and block their federal funding not going anywhere in the Congress. All right, so we have new polls showing a bump for Hillary. And Trump- and one thing, can I, can I, one other thing that I can get in on immigration, No, you're not Sean? allowed. I'm kidding. Um Let's see. It is what now? October the 20th. I was thinking about this this weekend, and then I saw it pop up in the Post today because I, I thought maybe I was remembering this incorrectly, but I was right. The, the president's immigration actions, you know, the executive actions that have been caught up in the courts, it has now been over three months since I think it's the Fifth Circuit um, uh, held their hearing of a three-judge panel on the president's executive actions, and they still haven't made a ruling. So you talk about how slowly this thing, you know, has gotten slowed down in the courts. It's been over three months now since those arguments on that and, and still no ruling from those judges. That's pretty interesting. And it really frustrates me that Republicans always seem to want to rely on the courts to do their job for them. And it didn't work out particularly well on Obamacare. And it's not going to it hasn't been working out as expected, I think, on immigration either. But we'll see. Show me 60 votes, you can get something done. You don't have it, you're not going to get anything done. Well, they, they can do what Newt Gingrich did, and I keep going back to this. They have what the power. The, he shut the government down twice, although he didn't shut it down. It was the president that shut it down, and it ended up being a great thing for the country. We balanced the budget, we got welfare reform, and we ended up with a surplus. That's a positive yeah, but none thing. Of those, none of those things were really going on during that fight, but okay. But, but, but he had the courage to do it and not surrender all leverage by saying he wouldn't do it. But they were able to, on welfare reform, uh, get that down to the president several times to have him veto it. They were not blocked by a filibuster because they had enough votes to get but it through. But the budget twice, they battled, and the battle was over whether or not they'd use CBO numbers. And Clinton was all over the map. We'll balance the budget in seven years, nine years, 11 years, 12 years, five years, six years. And, and Kasich, Domenici in the Senate, 
and Newt is speaker. They held firm, and it resulted in something really good for the country, a balanced budget a, and a surplus. It was a, a, a stalemate at the time, really, that was fascinating. And then the, the economy picked up with the dot-com boom. And then as a result of the, the Clinton tax increase from 93, I remember when the, the Treasury Department was retiring debt because they wanted to get the money out the door before the Congress had a chance to spend it. Yeah, well, they did a, they did a good job. Things worked out. Uh, this president, unlike the rigid ideologue we've got in there now, this this that president, Clinton, wanted to stay in power, so he was smart enough to back off health care after that disaster and that debacle. Do you see the fight going on between Hillary and, and Joe Biden? It's getting pretty hilarious over who supported getting uh, bin Laden and who didn't support getting bin Laden. Yeah, Biden told a story in this event that I was talking to you about earlier today with Walter Mondale that didn't really jibe with what he said in the past about whether or not he supported the uh, raid on Osama bin Laden, and it had the White House spokesman sort of dancing on that. It wasn't exactly clear whether Biden was talking about his public remarks or his private remarks or whatever, but yeah, it, it did seem to some that it was a little jab at Hillary Clinton, but again, the biggest jab at Hillary Clinton would be actually getting in the race and not just sort of, uh, you know, passive-aggressive stuff in a in a D.C. setting. So what is the problem? Are we hearing behind the scenes what the issue is? He's talking to donors. He's apparently interviewing for a team to put together, so it seems like he's getting in, And as Jim Webb has apparently gotten out. Yeah, Jim Webb ended his bid today in, in what was an odd run for president, very low-key. Uh, he said he may still run as an independent. And it was interesting because Webb said something uh, to the effect of, I, I'm a Democrat, but I don't really feel at home with the Democrats, And but I agree with the Republicans on some things, but I don't feel at home with them. And I think that it perfectly sort of capsulizes how he felt in the Congress here, where he never felt at home, and that's why he only stayed for one term here in the U.S. Senate. So he could run as an independent. He said today he could bring in a lot of money for a bid like that, but... Obviously, I think there's a lot of people here who aren't convinced that he would be a major player. You see the Washington Free Beacon story that Hillary's State Department paid men $16,000 more on average than women annually? Uh, well, I think that's true at the White House and would be probably true of most areas of the federal government. Uh, you know, I haven't seen those figures, but it would it would make sense from what we've heard in the last few years. Well, yes. How, how does she claim the mantle of being a woman's candidate when she didn't pay people the same amount of money? Well, you'll have to ask her. She's not coming on the show. I'm asking well, you. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't had the chance to ask her a question like that. Have you seen the disaster that's unfolding in all of Europe, and then we're going to take in some 200,000-plus Syrian and, and Iraqi refugees here? Uh, you know, I haven't seen any of that. Uh, there's been uh, very little discussion about that in the Congress. I assume that uh, if the administration wants to allow in as many as they want to, uh, certainly they'd have a lot of leeway administratively to do that. One thing we haven't talked about, Sean, the Speaker's race. Uh, evidently, maybe even right now, Paul Ryan is meeting with some Republicans of the Freedom Caucus and maybe meeting with them as well. Later today, there's two meetings coming up, one uh, this evening and one tomorrow morning. We may have a, a better idea in the next couple of hours whether Paul Ryan's actually going to run for speaker or not. What do you make of the, the Trump-Jeb feud today? Um, I mean, Peter King uh, and, and others are... Peter uh, King has lost his mind. I like Feeling Peter like King. that Trump is sort of uh, uh, parroting Michael Moore right now. Listen, I, I love Peter King. I, he used to be my congressman. I actually called and asked for a couple of favors from the guy. I like the guy personally. He, is, he has lost his mind and hates anything and anybody that's a conservative. And, you know, and I, I did him favors. I don't understand what's happened to this guy. 
I think uh, there's two ways to look at this. Trump is getting Jeb Bush sort of off message again. Then again, again, Jeb Bush really wasn't getting that much attention. Uh, Trump had, has an odd Instagram out today in which he says he's being endorsed by Bill Clinton. That was sort of an interesting thing, too. And it, it's almost like Trump is trolling large numbers of the Republican Party, too. Uh, there's a lot of social media sort of buzz today against Trump and about what Trump is up to on the 9-11 stuff. But it, what it's done on the 9-11 stuff with Jeb Bush is given Democrats the opening to attack Jeb Bush as well. So I, I look at it as an effort by Trump maybe to administer, as we talked about yesterday, sort of the knockout punch against Jeb Bush and really go after him one more time and keep him off of his game. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Anything else we forgot so far? Uh, you know, uh, my calculations, it, uh, the new polls that have come out today, I think we'll have 10 Republicans on the main stage of the next GOP debate next Wednesday. Looks like the CNN poll was the best thing that could have happened to Rand Paul and uh, and and uh, and others and Chris Christie that just get them over the line and into the debate. Also, Lindsey Graham gets one percent in that poll. That's the only poll he's had that would qualify him. So he'll be on the pre-debate stage. Otherwise, he might have been bumped out. Uh, who's in the main event? It'll be ten people. So it's all the eleven that were up there last time minus Scott Walker. So nobody is being demoted down. Uh, to the pre-debate debate. Everybody was able to stay above the 3% cutoff level, uh, even though it wasn't by very much. My figures had three different people uh, between 3 and 3.5%. Three and CNBC should make that official announcement later this week, but that's that's the way I look at it. Interestingly enough, the numbers for Carly Fiorina seem to be dropping. Something yeah, they to watch dropped there. somewhat precipitously. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. curious. Why do you think that is? She was down a 4 or 5% in the last poll I saw. Maybe the bump is over. Uh, I don't know. I don't think... She, she has i don't think she's capitalized as well on the momentum after that second debate as maybe she could have but maybe it's just a blip in the numbers and noise we'll see jamie dupree most connected man in washington thank see you sean